There's a lot to say for being passionate for your job and loving the field that you're in, the work that you do. But then there is a shadow side to this, which is when we over-identify with our job and we determine our own self-worth based on our success in our profession. And the issues and the risks that come along with that is what we're going to talk about in this week's episode. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this week's episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Sometimes I talk to you on this podcast about very tactical things, such as how to run your one-on-one meetings or how to give feedback. Or we might talk about presentation skills and communication. And then sometimes you hear me talk on this podcast about sort of the deeper things, the I call this the bottom of the iceberg, right? The top of the iceberg is the thing that is visible. It's usually sort of the bright side. It's bright white. The sun is shining on it. We can all see it. And then the bottom of the iceberg, that's the heaviness. It's dark. It's etchy. It's big. It's bulky. And it carries that top of the iceberg. When we think about human behavior or just how we as humans work, that includes neuroscience and psychology and so forth. The beliefs that we have, the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are and what value we bring or feeling good enough or not good enough yet, as well as the beliefs that we have about what it means to be a leader and what leadership looks like in this context. All that is at the bottom of the iceberg. It is what influences our behaviors. So working on the top of the iceberg and making that all look pretty, that's one way to go about leadership development, but it cannot go without also addressing the bottom of the iceberg and shedding some light on that and seeing what is actually going on, what's helping me here and what isn't. And today's topic is about over-identifying with your job. And I want to talk about this because this is a topic that comes up so often in coaching conversations. And whenever I notice some kind of trend or things that keep coming up, I want to share them with you as well, because you might be dealing with something similar. So this idea of over-identifying with your job is that many of us consciously or unconsciously tend to think that our self-worth is directly correlated to our success in the outer world, in this case, in the professional realm. So for example, if I get a promotion or if I get a really positive review or if my boss gives me praise for something, a job really well done, then I may feel more worthy, right? My self-esteem may feel better in the moment. I start to get a boost in confidence because of an external validation. Now, this sounds like a very human thing and something that we all do, but it's worthwhile investigating and noticing what happens when we start to connect our external professional success with our internal self-esteem. So we're essentially making success 
be the driving factor of how we feel internally. When all things go really well, we get the job, we get promoted, we're a first-time manager, we have some successes early on, we get the praise and the recognition and all of that. It feels good. Yes, it fuels our self-esteem. And so we may not recognize that this is actually counterproductive, that this is actually a risky thing to do. Because the moment something starts to turn around and now you have someone in the company who may not like what you're doing or you're being criticized or you have a team member who submits their resignation and they say in the exit interview with HR that you as their manager had something to do with it, that you were part of the reason why they're leaving. Or maybe you're not achieving your goals, your project is failing or You might even be let go for one reason or another. Maybe you got demoted from your job. Now, in those situations, when it's raining outside, the sun is gone, it's harder now, things aren't going the way we want them to go. If we still connect this outer success with our self-worth, with how we feel on the inside, then naturally, and I'm sure that you already know where this is going, naturally, we will feel like our self-worth just took a dip. We will not feel as good about ourselves because of what's happening on the outside. And that is tricky because sometimes we are simply in the wrong situation or the wrong job and we are not set up for success or we cannot thrive in a certain job or we cannot thrive in a certain situation or we are mentally or emotionally not in the best place and we just cannot pull it off at the time. I've definitely been in situations where I felt like I'm failing in my job and it wasn't because I didn't have the skills. It was because I was personally going through a really difficult time. I started to feel the impact in my attitude or my mood and even my brain started to feel foggy and I had a harder time remembering things or performing well. And many of us have experienced this through the pandemic where we started to feel different about ourselves and maybe we noticed the impact at work. I've had three kids and if you're a parent and you come back from a parental leave, you might also remember that there's a little bit of brain fog happening and it takes a while to get back into the groove. And so be this because of the culture we're in, the work environment we're in, the people we're interacting with, our own circumstances, personal circumstances, or maybe even just a mismatch between what the job requires and the skill sets and the strength that we bring to the table. In the interview process, a gap may not have been visible, but then once on the job, you may notice, hmm, we're actually not quite aligned. And so things may not work out the way that you want them to. And if you start to make this all about your self-worth, you're going to start to ride that roller coaster. And the roller coaster means that if someone praises you, you're on a high, you feel really worthy and really good about yourself. When things don't go well or someone criticizes you and gives you negative feedback or things don't play out well, you feel like you suck. And so that roller coaster is up and down because we're over identifying with our job. The two bubbles, one bubble being self-worth and the other bubble being the job success, all of a sudden are one and the same. And so 
We ride the roller coaster up and down. We're totally at the effect of external success. How we feel about ourselves is now completely driven by the outer success. The problem with this is that outer success is not within your control. So yes, you're on that roller coaster and you're not the one driving it. When we start to realize, oh my gosh, this is what's happening. I'm over-identifying with my job. And if we can get to a place where we can start to separate those two bubbles, the bubble of self-worth and the bubble of job success, they become two separate bubbles. And there's a bit of space and distance in between. We can feel really good about ourselves and who we are and have that sense of self-esteem and self-worth whether or not things go well on the outside. Will we fluctuate a little bit? Yeah, I have yet to see someone who's a complete straight line here and sort of on a bike ride through the Netherlands. But you're definitely not riding a roller coaster. Instead, it may feel a little bit like a slide up and a slide down and a slide up and a slide down. But naturally, you will feel a lot less reactive you will be able to take feedback a lot better because you're not making it all about your self-worth. You're making it about your performance at work, which is a different bubble. You may also feel more confident overall to step in and take on new challenges because you're less worried about failing because failing now just means got to try again. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that thing that I tried in that bubble of professional success or job, that thing failed. I still feel worthy. I still feel good about myself and I'll just keep at it. So separating the two bubbles, in my opinion, is key in terms of becoming a really good leader because you are not riding that roller coaster and taking other people unintentionally along with you on that roller coaster. Plus, you'll actually be open to feedback, to collaboration. Your ego won't be the driving force in your behaviors, the way that you show up. It will come from a way more confident and secure place. Plus, you will feel a lot better all the way from the morning when you get up to when you go to sleep at night. Plus, your emotional state will not be driven by external factors. Instead, you're taking ownership of your own emotional life and notice that you are in charge of that. When I see people go through this process and having a coach on the sideline to help you with this, by the way, is immensely helpful. I've personally experienced this myself too with a coach that I have who's helped me with this and helps me and reminds me of this even today now when things get challenging and hard. But it's amazing to see what happens when clients start to separate those two bubbles. They start to develop their own self-worth based on who they are, the values that they want to honor at work how they show up at work and the relationship they cultivate with themselves, meaning the integrity that they build, the accountability to their own words. It also means how their self-talk, being compassionate with themselves and so forth. They will do this work in order to grow that self-esteem. And then they separate this from the outer success, which they recognize actually outside of their control. And they see that as a separate bubble. Of course, we all want to do a good job. That's not what I'm saying here. But when things go well, as well as when things don't go well, it doesn't impact their ego or their self-esteem as much as it did before. And when this happens, it's really fascinating to see 
how many things get unlocked and how much better they feel about themselves and how much better they show up as leaders to their team and in their organizations. It shows up in many different ways for many different people. But if you notice that you're over-identifying with your job and your emotional state is dependent on how your work is being perceived and how well you're doing in your job, or when you get that promotion or someone recognizes you and praises you, you ride a high, and then when someone criticizes you, you hit that low, then I highly encourage you to do some work on this and to look at how they're overlapped and what you make it mean when you're successful at work or when things get hard. I encourage you to hire help here too. This may sound simple, but this isn't an easy thing to do. But when you do and you get to the other side, you'll likely feel so much better about yourself and your work. I hope this was helpful. If you have questions about this or if this really resonated with you or you have a friend who needs to hear this, please email me, pass it along, share this episode with others. It means a lot to me because I do all this work because I want to support leaders who are influencing organizations and influencing people and how they feel and how they're doing at work. So much of employee satisfaction and motivation, engagement and how people thrive in a workplace depends on how well that leader leads. If you want to learn more about coaching and how I could support you in this process, head on over to ramonashaw.com forward slash private dash coaching or forward slash apply. And let's jump on a call to talk about your specific situation, where you want to go and what that path will look like. And in the meantime, I wish you an amazing, productive, inspired and successful day. Be this internally or externally. And that marks the end of this episode. I'll see you next week back here on the Manager Track Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.